Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the 19th day of May, 2023. We're going to book in today's program with a couple of royal weddings. In 1499, Catherine of Aragon is married by proxy to Arthur, Prince of Wales. Catherine is 13 and Arthur is 12. Arthur is the eldest son of King Henry VII. The whole affair was a political act and the marriage had been arranged 10 years earlier. Catherine was from the Spanish monarch line and the hopes were to forge a Spanish-English alliance against France. The couple moved to a castle in Wales where Arthur began to rule. Both were taken with an unknown sickness and Arthur died before he was 16. Catherine was the daughter of Spanish Queen Isabella, who sponsored Columbus's first journey to the New World. She is also the first wife of King Henry VIII, Arthur's younger brother, and the mother of Queen Mary of Scots, also known as Bloody Mary. The whole affair is quite entwined. King George III grants the Ohio Company a charter to settle the land that is largely the state of Ohio today. The grant also allowed them to treaty with the Indians. The year is 1749. The issue will be the region is contested by the French and will be one of the issues leading to the French and Indian War. Recall that the French and Indians were on one side and the British on the other. For reasons not completely clear, the French seem to have better relations with the Indians than the British. One fact is most likely that France did not have large number of settlers. It was a dark day in much of New England in 1780. At noon, there was a near total darkness over the region. The cause was smoke from forest fires in Canada. The Mexican-American War comes to an end in 1848. The U.S. pay $15 million dollars and Mexico cedes California, Nevada, Utah, and parts of four other western states. Word was not yet widespread that gold had been found four months earlier in central California. If California had been in Mexican control, it's hard to estimate how that would have affected the gold rush or development in the region. William F. Cody was one of the colorful characters that came out of western lore, He was also quite a showman and may have done much to develop the image we have today of the West. In 1884, his first Buffalo Bills Wild West show opens. Not related, but on the same day that Cody opened his show in Omaha, 400 miles away, five brothers opened their first formal circus. A year and a half earlier, the five had put on their first show together, but that was more of a vaudeville show where the brothers were the singers and dancers. May 19, 1884 is considered the birthday of the Ringling Brothers Circus. They certainly were not the first. The Yankee Robinson Circus had been quite popular in the late 1850s, being caught in Charleston, South Carolina in 1857 when John Brown raided Harper's Ferry. Robinson feared mob action and left his circus there and fled back north. The Dame Yankee was hardly welcome in that region any longer. It was estimated the equipment that he left was valued at $40,000, a vast sum in the antebellum period. Robinson will rebuild, and the Ringlings were working with him. Sometime in May of 1884, the Ringling Brothers purchased the Robinson Circus. The unknown is commonly the realm of fear. It was common that mapmakers would 
remark that off the map, here they be monsters. The common line made an appearance in the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. Astronomers had speculated the tail of Halley's Comet contained the highly toxic gas cyanogen. They could also predict that Earth would pass directly through it. There was general concern and near panic on this day in 1910, the only time that Earth has encountered this type of event. In the end, there was no harm and a number of meteorites. It's hard for us today to appreciate the appearance of comets. The 1986 passing of Halley's was the dimmest on record and barely visible. Canada opens the first national park in the world in 1911. Congress establishes quotas on U.S. immigration in 1921. It is very well known and best practiced by the left that political movements and ideas are implemented on the young skulls full of mush. Rarely do revolutions move adults, but kids can be manipulated by steady pressure over a long period. The Soviet Union established the Young Pioneers Organization in 1922, and it will operate for nearly 70 years. A compulsory organization for kids from ages 9 to 14. The fact should not be lost on Americans. Your education system is largely run by the NEA, officially a teacher's union. They are a leftist group. Mickey Newberry was born in 1940, a very accomplished songwriter, and like many highly creatives, did not like boxes or limits. He had a great influence on a wide swath of country music, especially in the outlaw segment, and in many ways he was the first outlaw, but hated the idea of being pigeonholed as an outlaw. The Elvis classic American Trilogy was a Newberry creation. Winston Churchill gives his second address to the U.S. Congress in 1943, Pete Townsend of the British group The Who is 78 today. Patriarch of the Manning football dynasty, Archie Manning, is 74. The elder Manning had a decent career in the NFL as a quarterback and was also drafted four times by Major League Baseball teams. Two years after the country of Israel was formed in 1948, Israeli ships are denied access to the Suez Canal by Egypt. In 1962, the Chad Mitchell Trio breaks the Hot 100 with the song The John Birch Society. The folk group that included John Denver was no stranger to political songs. The song is upbeat but is lampooning the position of the organization. If you've not heard of the John Birch Society, it has been around since the 1950s. Their positions are strongly anti-collectivism, pro-American, and anti-globalism. Some would like to paint the group as an extremist, but they have had an influence on conservative politics for 65 years. I was once in a casual conversation with a state representative with whom I shared many views, and we joked about my local representative of a different stripe. I told him that my ideals were so far to the right that I once thought of joining the John Birch Society until I found out how liberal they were. A joke, but mostly true. If you have not heard of the Chad Mitchell Trio, you should search them on YouTube. They had another song on similar lines called Your Friendly Neighborhood KKK. Justin Strunk, often known simply as Judd Strunk, 
was mostly a comic singer who was a regular on Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In in the 72-73 season, but he also took a more serious note when he penned, recorded, and charted the ballad A Daisy A Day in 1973. Topping out at number 14 this week, the song charted on both the pop and country charts. The comic caper Smokey and the Bandit premieres at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. The year is 1977. Two years later, the village people hit number three on the charts with In the Navy. I think we could have lived without that one. The son of country legend Waylon Jennings and Jesse Coulter, Waylon Shooter Jennings, is 44 today. He is not a junior as he and his more famous father do not share a middle name. The youngster has been a professional musician for the past 20 years. Much like Hank Williams III, he seems to play off his family's wild side without much commercial success, but it seems to be paying the bills nonetheless. The Dow passes the 2500 mark for the first time in 1989. Two years later to the day, it crosses 3500 The third installment of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise at World's End premieres in 2007. With a $300 million production budget, it was the most expensive film to that date. Personally, the first one was quite funny, and the later ones contrived. There is a fourth and fifth film in this series, and the possibility of a sixth is still on the table. Recent reports are Johnny Depp is out, as is Kiera Nightingly, but Orlando Bloom is in. Stay tuned. And as promised, we close with another royal wedding. In 2018, it's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. The estimated global audience was approaching 2 billion people. And while they're out as royals and well removed from the line of succession, they continue to make news. That's history and comment for the 19th day of May. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now go do something worth remembering. <laughs>